0: Welcome to the Most True You podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Irene. Welcome, Larissa. I am really glad to have you on the Most True You podcast to talk about how you have learned to own your story and hear your inner voice. And so welcome, first of all.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: Good. Uh, so I want to start with how you learned how to hear your inner voice and own your story.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, I'm a huge proponent of stepping into your authentic self. Um, it's one of the things I coach on and, um, you know, te- I have a lot of teachings around and doing that. And the reason I have that is because of what I've gone through and how it was so important for me. I um, spent Many years off and on in in milder depressions, postpartum depression, things like that. And a few years back, I went through a very severe um, depression that left me suicidal. And our uh, medical system really was not there, you know, for
0: mm-hmm.
1: mental health issues and things like that. It's It's just not where it needs to be. And so there was a lot of work that I had to do on my own. And part of that I did by really digging in and discovering what was most important to me and what I needed to do to be happy in my own skin. So that included, um, well, one of the most important things for me for healing is creativity. So, I need to express myself. That's really important. But also the fact that um, just uncovering why I was so unhappy, why was I in a depression? And it I know that the chemicals in our brain play a big part in that. But more importantly, is what we do with the information that we're given. And so when we believe the stories were told about not being good enough and we're Mm -hmm. you know, different things that we grow up with, it really changes how our brain chemistry works. And so as I started to uncover my own value, I was able to step into my own authenticity and be able to be who I truly am. So there was a lot of things that were a part of that. One was coming out um, and being um, understanding that I was gay. One was understanding how important it was for me to be creative on a daily basis. Um, You know, who I wanted in my life and what I wanted from my life also very important. All of those things played a part. And as I started to uncover the stories that had been fed to me, but also that I, I latched onto, you know, the most minute comment made by a parent or teacher Becomes a story that you repeat in your head over and over and over again until it's your own truth. Yeah. And when you start to uncover that and understand that it's not really true, you can start working through it and changing the narrative.
0: What did that yeah? I'm fascinated by that because that's something, especially over this past year that I have been going through is realizing that there are so many stories under the surface that I didn't even know were there. And for me, it's been through, you know, some through therapy, but it has actually been in learning how to do the EFT tapping that I've really learned how to uncover those stories. So I'm curious how you went about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've tried lots of different things. Tapping is one of them for sure. Um, but for me, it's exploring through creativity. So,
0: Mm.
1: um, you know, whether using a prompt or there's a lot of like underneath things that you're not too sure about. And when you can start to create, whether it's with paint or even baking or um, gardening, you get into this sort of meditative state that allows you to sort of tap into your subconscious. And when you can do that, it allows you to sort of find out things that you may not have really been paying attention to. So I really find that with painting. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: other the people, other people that I work with, it can be a number of different things, right? And sometimes I'll even offer up um, certain um, exercises for them to do uh-huh. where to actually start to work on uncovering certain things so that they can understand sort of where those belief systems come from, where are those stories coming from. And so it, it's different
0: for everyone, but it's yeah. really
1: important to find what works for you.
0: I love that. And so when you were going through this process, um, especially combining, coming out with being creative and ex, you know more, I guess, more fully expressing who you are, what I want to hear a little bit more about what that process was like for you, maybe internally, because I think that's something that a lot of people... Are probably going to resonate with.
1: Well, it, it's very messy. <laughs> That's what. Yeah. <laughs> it's very messy. It's not a straight line. It's not. Um. You know, you answer these questions, or you do this painting, and and all of a sudden everything's good. It's very mm-hmm. messy, and you go through a lot of um, doubt and questioning of things as you start to uncover who you are because you've been programmed a certain way your whole life. And I think yes. the older you are, the more you have to uncover. And like, I work with women in their sixties and seventies that are like, Whoa, I didn't even know I could be anything else other than wow. what I've been told. Yeah. You know? And so it, it's a real, um, to work through and dig, dig, dig into those layers. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. But it's so worthwhile because yes. when you start to come out the other side, and you can express yourself in healthy ways, and you have boundaries, and you are able to really live the life that you were meant to, even if you only have um, a year left, or two years left, or twenty, or, or you know, eighty, however many years you have left, wouldn't it be
0: better to enjoy it and feel?
1: like the real you.
0: Yes. Oh, that's so powerful. And especially thinking about this doesn't have to be something that, you know, once you hit a certain age, it no longer applies or it's somehow too late. But thinking that, you know, none of us knows how many years we actually have left. So why not start today or tomorrow or as soon as we can?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really important part, because I, I talk to a lot of, because uh, I mostly work with women. I talk to mm-hmm. a lot of ladies who are like, yeah, it's just who I am now. And it's like, no, it doesn't have to be right. You can teach an old dog new tricks. It, you can do that. So yeah. we all have the opportunity to be healthy and happy in our life.
0: That is so empowering. So tell me a little bit more about what you are doing now because you are working with women. I know you've got two podcasts and you are doing some um, more kind of public type of seminars. So I'd love to hear more about what those things are that you're doing.
1: Yeah, I do a lot of work. I do one-on-one coaching. I do group coaching. I have many different courses available. Uh, one of my favorite is I do a meditation and journaling class in the morning. And we, we get together, we meditate, we um, journal based on the prompts I bring. And then we have a discussion. And it just allows people to start to look at things a little differently. Um, I also have um, a Healing with Creativity Summit that I do every year with amazing uh, creatives and healers, and we all uh, do different projects, um, you know, healing with creativity. And Mm. this year, we're adding a writer's summit, so we can start to dig into our story. And that can be whether we want to um, write a book, or maybe we want to just leave something for our family, or, you know, whatever we want to write for because writing is so Mm -hmm. powerful and sharing those words. So this year we're adding a writer summit so that we can give lots of information for people. And those are free. Um, The summits are free. You can of course purchase them if you want uh, continued access, but you know, there's all different things that we do to help step into our most authentic self. And we use creativity a lot in that because it's a gentle way to sort of dig underneath yeah, And it kind of tricks you into opening up when you don't even think, you know, when you don't want to, it's too hard, it's yeah. too difficult. And so yeah. maybe we'll color a picture or maybe we'll do some journaling or maybe, um, we'll get out some paints and finger paint, um, and really start to express ourselves. And then we kind of look at that and what's happened in that process.
0: Mm. That's yeah. really cool. I'm really excited about the writer summit coming up and that's in March, right?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, that one's March 18th. We've had, actually had to extend it. We've had so many amazing speakers step up that want wow. to present. So it was supposed to be three days and then it moved to four and now we're up to six days. Uh, so what? March 18th to 23rd. So
0: yeah. That is so cool. This really is an exciting time. Um, I personally follow quite a bit with astrology and things like that. And it's really interesting to see how kind of the astrological energy right now is really pointing us into this period where we are digging kind of collectively a lot deeper, looking at these stories that we have, you know, unquestioningly held on to for so long. And so seeing that coming out in things like being able to extend the writer Summit, you know, doubling the time that you're doing it because you have so many people that have something to share now. It, to me, that is so exciting to see how all of this is coming together.
1: It, you know, I think a lot of it, I mean, I started online a little bit before COVID okay. happened. Um, but I really do think there's an energy that's come from being um, homebound, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and then people reaching out and needing to find people online and just to connect to people. And it's been amazing to talk to people and the people who are doing that, who are reaching out and who are still stepping into the work, or maybe even more so, um, I think are are faring COVID a little better than some others who are just, you know, don't quite know what to do with themselves and may or may not be working and, and things like that. So it's been a real change this past year, for sure, the energy shift.
0: Yeah, it has been. I want to go back to the meditation and journaling, journaling classes that you do. Are those daily, weekly? Um, how, I mean, I kind of want to know logistically about them for anyone yeah. who's interested. Anyone uh, I'm who's also interested. curious, yeah, what that looks like, if that's guided meditation, if it's silent meditation. Um, I find for me, combining meditation with journaling is incredibly powerful. So I'd love to hear more about what you're doing with that.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that actually started at the beginning of COVID, um, because we just needed something, you know, some of the ladies Mm -hmm. I was talking to just needed something, some sort of routine in their day, some way to start their day in a positive way and, and that sort of thing. So we, we, every weekday morning, unless it's a holiday, um, We get together via Zoom, so it's a live call. I do a guided meditation. Then I offer a journaling prompt. We have a theme every week. And uh, then we have a discussion afterwards based on what we were journaling about. And so I lead that, and we, we just have a really open... These women have been coming back month after month because they just get so much connection and they, they start to dig into things and they start to look at things a little differently. And it's been amazing to see the changes in them. And mm-hmm. and that one does have a cost. That's $97 a month. But we also on Wednesday, I think it's Wednesdays, I do it Wednesdays, I'm on Facebook Live and I do a okay. meditation and journaling prompt there for people who are not able to um, be a part of our daily class.
0: Uh-huh. So just
1: something you can use to sort of, get yourself started. And so I do do a free live on Facebook, on our creative view, um, Facebook page. And I believe it's on Wednesdays. We do that. I also on, on one of the other days, I think it's Fridays. I do the um, art journaling. So we pick an Oracle card and do an art journaling prompt so that we can art journaling is a really great way for expressing yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, okay.
0: Oh, so tell me more about the Oracle cards. Cause that's something that I've gotten into over the past year and has literally changed my life. Um, so I would love to know how you got into the Oracle cards and how you're using them.
1: Well, they've been a part of my life for a long time. Um, I studied with a shaman for, for about 10 years, um, part of a drumming circle and, and then you get to the point where you start teaching. And, and for me, it was chakras more than the shamanism per se. Uh Uh, Chakras has always been my thing. So, you know, we, different people, that were more experienced would lead, lead the program and, and do that. But Oracle cards have been a part of my life for as long as I was a part of that and then continued. And I use them more for sort of setting a tone for my day or for, Mm. if I have a question, it's like, you know, what do I need to look at today or what do I need to focus on? That's kind of how I use them now. Uh And I have, I probably have, I don't know, 20 or so decks that I use. So Oracle cards are a little different than tarot cards. Tarot cards are very specific um, with meanings and things like that. And Oracle cards tend to be a little more open and have, depending on the, on the set you have will determine sort of what their purpose is, but you can still use them for whatever purpose you want. Hmm. So I will pick an Oracle card from a deck and uh, I usually let my audience choose the deck because I have a number of them. I'll, I'll give two or three choices each week. And then they choose. A, and then what I'll do is I'll, I shuffle them with putting intention into those cards for the people who are watching. Mm-hmm. And then I pull a card and how I typically pull a card is I'll shuffle until one sticks one sticks in my hand. And then I'm like, Oh, that's the one we need to pay attention to. (laughs) And so then I'll do a little discussion on the card, and then ask people to do an art journal page on that because art journaling is a really great way of expressing yourself. Mm -hmm. And so looking at things a little differently, it's just a different way to start uncovering things.
0: Yeah. I have found for me with the Oracle cards that I've been able to go so much deeper using those in uncovering different things because they really do kind of give you a different way to look at it. They provide a different perspective. Um, In some ways, it feels more neutral. So, you know, there are some things that I maybe wouldn't want to just jump right into because it can be really difficult emotionally. But then when I have that, you know, Oracle card, then it really gives, you know, the visual setting, the emotional setting, all of that with it to begin, you know, whether it's the journaling or art journaling or just, you know, meditative processing. For me, that's what I have used them for as well.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I do recommend, you know, pick... You don't need twenty sets. You, you don't uh, pick a set <laughs> <it's> that <laughs> resonate. It is <laughs> pick a set that resonates with you. I'm hoping to actually have a, a deck out this year myself. That's on my list of to dos, and I've been oh, working good. on you know, backgrounds and things. Um, but just pick a, a set that resonates with you. Yeah, and and start with that. Right, and usually the decks will give you some ideas of how to use the deck. But if they don't, just ask the deck to show you what you need for that day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's such a great question to go to the deck with is something as simple as what, you know, what can I focus on today? What's something I need to be aware of today? You know, just something really in some ways it's general, but then whatever card you pull is going to become really specific. And as you pay attention to that throughout the day, it's, like things are going to come up or I have found things come up that I would not have noticed had I not been thinking about that card throughout the day.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Because what you pay attention to, right, is what yeah. starts to show for you. And so when you specifically pay attention to certain things, like maybe you pull a card on um, abundance right? And so you're focusing on abundance and, and then throughout the day, you'll notice where abundance comes into your life. Whereas you might be more focused on lacking if you hadn't pulled that card to remind you to be focused. Yeah. So it's really good for that.
0: I love that. And what, um, so I do want to know which one of your decks would you say is one of your favorites? I know they all have different purposes, um, but I'd love to know which one or two you really resonate with.
1: Yeah, I have a Doreen Virtue um, healing de- I'm just trying to think of what the exact name of it is. They're up high on the shelf. I don't have my glasses on.
0: <laughs> That's okay.
1: Uh, but it's a Doreen Virtue one that I've had. I think it was my very first deck. Uh, healing with the Angels, I think it's called.
0: Oh, that is. I have a friend who has that deck and it's really beautiful.
1: Yeah. And it yeah. it's just one of the ones that when I'm, When I'm not too sure, I will
0: pull that one because it's,
1: yeah, it always speaks to me. Yeah, that's
0: great. And for those listening who may be new to Oracle cards, storied Virtue decks are pretty hard to come by now. So if you go out to look for it, you may not find it and that's okay. There are a ton of Oracle card decks out there. Um, And like Larissa said, finding one that just resonates with you is the way to go because there's no right or wrong deck out there.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I never even thought of that because I've had it for so long. But yes, it probably is a hard one to come by. She's changed her uh, direction times. But (laughs) the yes, and it's not about what my favorite is really, it's about what resonates with you. That's really important. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, I just like to know, you know, for me, it's kind of fun to talk about the different decks and what resonates with different people. So I always enjoy that. Yes. Um, I have my very first deck was work your light by Rebecca Campbell. And the artwork on that is stunning. Uh, Danielle Noel is the name of the artist. And I, I mean, even just looking at the images on there feels so healing to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have an, a brand new one. Uh, Andrea Gomo. She's a watercolor artist that produced a deck and the images are amazing amazing I'll check that out what's and her last name uh gomol g okay g-o-m-m no g-o-m-o-l-l i think
0: okay i'll check her out i'll try to put some links in our show notes for anybody who's looking um so for people who are interested in learning more about what you do where can they find you
1: they can find me at creative you, That's the letter creativeu.ca, because I am located in Canada, but I do reach globally. And mm-hmm. um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Um, I have a podcast called Creative Soul Healing, where I interview creatives and healers and people who have used creativity in their healing. Some mm-hmm. fascinating people that I've um, interviewed on there. And yeah. also, I have a not-for-profit uh, called Queer Voices where uh, we just launched our podcast, Queer Voices, uh, to help our LGBT plus youth because their suicide rate is up to eight times higher than uh, hetero youth. And so we just want to share stories from the community to let them know that they're not alone and that things can get better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you're doing that. It is so needed.
1: It is. And it's sad that it's needed, but we still have a problem right? We still definitely have a problem with our society and acceptance.
0: And the stories that go, I feel like it goes back to those stories that we tell that really perpetuate that problem in, in big ways.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I don't want to beat up on religion, but I, I feel like religion is a big problem of, of that, right? <laughs> on this
0: podcast, you absolutely can. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, it, I'm not a, a huge fan of organized religion. I am very spiritual, mm-hmm. but um, I, I struggle with organized religion. And, and one of the problems I have is that, that, hates, per, that hate that is perpetuated against yes.
0: people who are different. Yes, and it's so the way that it's perpetuated is so insidious because it's done in the name of things like righteousness and love and I'm just not here for that. Um, yeah. I've been in that community I have purposefully stepped out of that community and that per- perpetuation of hatred is a big big reason I stepped out
1: yeah I think one of the the things I heard was, Uh, about religion was we love everybody as long as they're just like us exactly and and that's that's part of the problem is we're all unique individuals and if we could all just be a little kinder and loving towards one another we wouldn't have some of the problems we have in the world right now
0: absolutely yeah i think that's so true Well, I really appreciate your time today, Larissa. I love what you are doing. Um, You're really providing a lot of ways for people to heal. You're providing a lot of ways for people to actually hear their inner voice and go through that process, which is a messy process to own their story. And as you said, be comfortable in their own skin. Um, So I just want to thank you for all of that that you're doing, but also for taking the time to share it on this podcast.
1: Oh yes, absolutely. I, I you know, I, mean, I may not be the person for you to work with, but find somebody to help you sort yeah. of step into your most authentic power. If I resonate with you, fantastic. You know where to find me. But you know, for everyone who's out there, just make one step towards being a little bit mm-hmm. happier in your life, right?
0: I love that. So what would you say for somebody listening right now, what would be like a really, really easy one step that you would recommend?
1: I always recommend journaling. So Mm -hmm. that's the one thing that no matter what, it's just get out a pen and paper or I I find pen and paper much more um, enriching and you can dig a little deeper than you can because I think you go a little too fast uh, if you're on a keyboard. Mm -hmm. But writing no matter how you do it, is so important. And yeah. if writing doesn't resonate with you, then just start doodling. Just start doodling.
0: I have um, my brother-in-law who I've interviewed on the show. He doodles in his journal, and it's fascinating to see how he processes through that. Because I don't, I process through words. Like if you look at my journal, they're huge. I have a ton of words on every page Um, and that's just how I process. But for him, it's doodling and it's really cool to see how much processing can be done in that way. And so I think there's so much to be said for finding what works for you. And Mm -hmm. that's another way to own your story, right? By owning the way that works for you to process whatever it is that you're processing.
1: Absolutely. I do a little bit of a mix. I, I write first with a water-soluble marker, and then I take a wet brush and I wash the words away, and that becomes my background for creating on top of it. So I really like that process for that myself. beautiful
0: beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really beautiful.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. You have so many options to choose from, and I love that you chose the Most True You podcast. You can support the podcast by subscribing and reviewing the podcast, particularly via iTunes. You can find out more information about our guests in the show notes. And you can find out more information about me on my website at ikellyirene.com and more information about the podcast at mosttrueyoupodcast.com Until next week, many blessings, my friends.